Coming to you from the empty halls of McGrath High School, this is the Viral Buzz. My name's Jordan Brame and I will be your host. Let's dive in. Hello everyone and thank you for joining me on the Viral Buzz. Some of you are listening while you're doing something around the house, running on the treadmill, doing your homework, or maybe even walking the dog. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, thank you for inviting us into your head. I hope we make it worth your time. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to share it with a friend. We want to reach as many of our McGrath community as we can, but we can only do it with your help. I know everyone says it, but like, share, hit the furthest right star, and write us a review. It really helps. And as always, you can direct any questions to mhsviralbuzz at gmail.com. We've got a great show lined up for you today. I caught up with Kristen Barfus of the McGrath Recreation Committee to get the inside scoop on the new pool that they just secured funding for. Viral sensation grade 7 student Matea Johnson shares a song with us that she wrote and performed about how this virus has changed our lives. And finally, everyone's favorite guidance counselor, Mr. Mike Hansen, dropped in to talk about basketball dreams and togetherness in hard times. Lots of great stuff on the show this week, and I can't wait to share it with you. But first, let's get you caught up on the buzz. A head-scratcher in government spending this week, funding was committed for the Keystone XL pipeline, which outside of our current pandemic culture might have been a hugely celebrated announcement. As it is, cuts have been made to healthcare to try to save money and balance the budget. But in a world where doctors and nurses are working tirelessly on the front lines to head off the coronavirus, and a barrel of Alberta oil sands crude oil costs less than a Little Caesars hot and ready pizza, well, in the words of Cat Stevens, oh, baby, baby, it's a wild world. Speaking of crazy, a magnitude 6.5 earthquake hit just north of Meridian, Idaho on Tuesday evening. Many of the good residents of McGrath and surrounding areas reportedly felt the quake. Although there was no major damage, the shakes were unnerving to many, especially their neighbors down in Utah, who just two weeks earlier experienced a magnitude 5.7 earthquake. Combine that with the current COVID-19 crisis, tornadoes touching down in Washington and Arkansas, a massive forest fire in China, torrential hail in Spain, flooding in Saudi Arabia, economic downturns, and to top it all off, a lack of toilet paper, it's no surprise that people are starting to think that the end of the world is coming. For my part, I wouldn't mind if we got hit with a little unseasonable weather of our own, but here we are still shoveling snow in April. At least it makes it easy for social distancing. Now, speaking of social distancing, a reader of the Lethbridge Herald took issues with some quarantine procedures here in McGrath and went on to take a shot at our little town in the roast and toast section of the paper. Here is their jab as printed in the Herald. Roast. People have been seen on the very busy McGrath Trail who have just come home from holidays in the States. And comments like, oh, COVID-19 won't come to McGrath. Are you seriously that naive? Now, I'm no English teacher, but if you're going to roast someone, you have to be careful not to set yourself up for retaliation by crafting a roast that follows the rules of English grammar and punctuation. But guys, all jokes aside, we get what they meant. And this is a serious issue. Yes, we have been very lucky that the outbreak hasn't gotten that bad here. 
And yes, our rural lifestyle creates somewhat of a natural social distance that puts us at a much lower risk level than say a college dorm or a crowded apartment building. But if we don't take it seriously, we are going to be in serious trouble. Just ask China, Iran, or Italy. All right, enough of the doom and gloom. We got Kristen Barfus here from the McGrath Recreation Committee. Kristen and the Recreation Committee, in partnership with the town of McGrath, recently landed a fairly sizable grant that is going towards the construction of a new pool. Let's catch up with Kristen and find out more. So Kristen, big news this week, it sounds like, from, uh, from the town of McGrath and the, the rec committee. Yeah. Yeah, the rec committee's been working hard actually the last few years trying to get this grant, and this is the year we finally got it. So we're super excited about that. That's awesome. How much was the grant for, and, and how much is the project cost? So the grant was for 472000 something, just over 472000 And um, the project we're looking at, probably it's going to be like a 1.3-ish million dollar project. Um, wow. We have, yeah, we have some money that's been sitting in an account, like 500000 in a GIC that's been waiting just for this for these years. And then, yeah, we have some other commitments and things that should make it so that we're at our budget. Man, that is awesome. Do you have like a start date? Like when do shovels hit the ground for this? Some months still. We're looking at hopefully being able to start by September 1st, maybe even August, if we can get things lined up a little bit sooner. Um, yeah, so that's kind of, we're looking August, September is kind of what we're looking at right now. So it'll take a few months to get everything in line, but it's on the go already. Wow, that's so exciting. Yeah. So so tell me, like, what is what is the pool going to look like, and, like, how are we going to make it better than Raymond's pool? <laughs> well, <laughs> it's definitely going to be better because we'll be... Um, <laughs> well, the, the location's better for sure. I mean, location, yes. location, location. That's a big deal, right? <laughs> right. Um, so we're looking at having um, a couple water slides. Um, we've been looking at doing a lazy river. So you think that could oh, be sweet. kind of unique to our pool. Yeah. Very and something cool. and like super canal, awesome. Right. Like that, that's kind of cool. Like yeah. we built on a canal. So yeah. Yeah. Very cool idea. Yeah. So that's one of the features we would like. We want to make sure that our lane pool is the right length and has all the features that it needs to be like up to code and everything so that we can host some real like, um, swim meets for our swim club because they've been very successful and we've got a good club going on here so we want to make sure that we have all that ready for them we've got the, have starting blocks and and things like that and we'll have a diving board and we're wanting to have a like a zero entry pool for the littles oh that's so, huge that's yeah such a good thing yeah we have talked about um maybe some little spray features or things like that in the like where it is more shallow for the little kids and things like that we're, we've talked about that um that uh, so we'll we have to you know see what's what's up with the budget and 
and yeah, yeah. At the end what of the those day, it's extra things come down to to how far we can stretch the dollars. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, and so. who knows? Right now, with everything going on, we might be able to stretch it kind of far if there's not a lot of pool companies right. if, getting if work. Pool companies are looking for <laughs> they like, want I'll it. Do it for free. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's perfect. So it might be really so, to our advantage. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And I mean, truly, like if we were able to start as soon as August, like. I feel like there's a lot of people that are saying, you know what, 2020 is a write-off. Like, <laughs> if, we miss, if we miss exactly. this pool season, whatever. Yeah, well, because no, we don't know even what's going on with because of the coronavirus, if we'll right. be are, able to open it or not. Are we even going to be able to have a pool season? Yeah, 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 we're not sure. So we really want to just make, depending on what the town has to make that decision for this summer, but um, we really just want to make sure it's, done by june 1st of next year that's kind that's our goal so that for sure by next summer we'll have our new pool there is so much excitement buzzing around us i remember one of my very first mcgrath days sitting on the sidewalk and dana bruce walking around with a wagon with pals of the pool yeah you know selling water just to try to raise money for the pool so i know that this has been and that's been Almost years on the years go ago now. yes so yes. i know that there's a lot of people that have been involved and you know that it almost would be irresponsible to try to create a list here of who all deserves some right credit. yeah we wouldn't want to miss like in, in your mind who have been the the driving factors in making this happen like who who do we really need to thank here well definitely pals of the pool like they go back years and they've done a lot of the sweat and you know like you said the leg work of trying to raise some some money for the pool and get that that all started years ago so they have been awesome and i don't even know couldn't name all those people that that have done that like you said like Dana and I know Becky Doig has put a lot of work into it as she was also um, on the rec committee and I believe Pals of the Pool she, um, she's done tons of work. Uh, Wade Alston was the one that wrote the grant application um, and then him and I just kind of worked together and but he he wrote it. Um, the the rec committee th- that we have right now um, did a lot of legwork, um, kind of soliciting the government. I um, had many convers. Yeah, we, we were. I'm actually super impressed. Like, I feel like as long as we've been trying to get something going, mm-hmm. to in these economic times, to be able to secure funding right now, like. I just have to say, like, I'm impressed. Yeah. Like, to squeeze to squeeze some money right now, that is a big deal. Yeah, we weren't sure, yeah. But um, uh, Joe Scow, I had many conversations with Joe Scow. We thought that this this time we need to do something different and ask him, why haven't we been getting this grant? What's going on? What can you help us with? What do we need to do better? What can we what can we change? And, um, he, he, so yeah, I contacted him. We had, I had him come to one of our rec meetings. We were able to talk to him. He was great in following up and called me a couple times back and, and just, uh, was positive about it. And, um, yeah, I think, uh, having him on our side and he kind of had our back, I feel like. So, um, that's, that was helpful. I believe this time round and um and yeah so many people in mcgrath have put so much time and effort into trying to get this this pool going and get this grant over the years so 
I think a lot of our community is to thank for this. That is so cool. Well, Kristen, thank you so much for the work that you, the rec committee, and the town of McGrath, the town, and House yep. of the Pool, and everyone that's been involved um, has gone through to make this a reality. We are so excited for a new pool in McGrath. We've talked about it for a long time, and this is just thrilling, thrilling, exciting. Thank you again, Kristen Barfus. We really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us about the upgrade to the pool. Many of you may not know this, but there is a star, an absolute star in our midst. Matea Johnson is a grade seven student here at McGrath Junior Senior High School. And I caught up with her to find out a little bit more about a song that she wrote about the coronavirus that has gone viral. All right, so Matea, I was I was looking at Facebook the other day and I came across a video. And to be completely honest, it blew my mind. Um, I've heard you sing in class before, just singing along to music in the art room. And so I know you have a good voice, but this was like on a completely different level, um, even cooler that it was a song that you wrote. Um, and this was this was for a class, right? For yeah. Miss Butler's class? Mm -hmm. What was, what was the assignment for that class? Um, it was to write a report or something like a song as well about how the COVID has upended our lives. It's awesome. And I'd say you nailed it, by the way. Yeah. So tell me about your songwriting process. I know some people, it's like, it just comes super quickly. Some people, you really have to like work through the words and the rhymes and all of that. Tell me how this song came out when you started writing it. Well, my process is writing some ideas down that I had in my head on a paper. Usually the paper is like really messy and I'll figure out a few chords that will fit well together with the melody that I kind of had in my head. And then I will make up this drum pattern as I go. That's awesome. That's, you know, I find that so, so often creativity is messy and it's not necessarily the way we think of normal school. Like normal school, you keep your paper neat, you keep your everything inside the lines and, um, and all of that. Um, do you feel like being in a home environment that it puts you in a better spot to be able to, to write and perform a song like this? Or do you think this would be possible anywhere? Um, I think it's better where I'm most comfortable at. Like at home, I don't have that many people around me. So it's better to like, if I have an idea, I'll belt it out. And if I don't think it sounds good, I can change it any way that I want to or if I'm in a crowded space, like a classroom, I am not able to process things as well. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. I know a lot of the teachers are talking about how flexible learning environments are really enabling a lot of better learning in mm -hmm. a lot of ways. So that's really cool. Um, what, so tell me like, since, you're, since you submitted the song to Miss Butler, since your mom pressed share on Facebook, what, what has happened? Like, I mean, I've seen this song a few different places. Tell me, tell me where all it's been, how many people you think have seen it. Like, what's, what has happened on your side? Well, um, since my mom posted it on Facebook, I've had um, Trevor Panzak do a cover of it, which was, like, really awesome. 
Um, then we got a call from Lethbridge and Calgary News asking um, to share my song on the news. So that was very nerve-wracking but really exciting. We got about like uh, 3,000 views wow. on the video. <laughs> that is unreal. <laughs> Thanks so much, Matea, for taking the time to tell us a little bit more about your song. And for everyone that's listening, if you haven't heard it yet, you're going to hear it here. This is Matea Johnson. Sit around my house, can't go out. I'm confused, don't know what to do. What I see in front of me is the harsh reality of a world gone upside down. The COVID has changed my life, we all need to sacrifice. That was amazing, right? We are so lucky to have Matea here at our school to be able to get to rub shoulders with her. And when she gets famous, we can all say, I knew her when. 
All right, we're gonna switch gears. We're gonna bring in Mr. Mike Hansen. Mr. Hansen is our guidance counselor. He also coaches the varsity boys basketball team and he teaches social 10 and social 20. Mike, tell me how this whole thing has affected you, your teaching, your practice, your season. Like, just give me, give me like a little bit of insight into your world and how coronavirus has, has impacted you. You know, it's, it's funny because, I mean, I've been coaching 26 years. I've never had a season end like this where I'm, I'm driving into Leftbridge and I get a text message from uh, Principal Sabi saying, hey, pump the brakes, don't come in yet. Uh, we don't know what's happening. There was a lot of confusion. Uh, the game was canceled or postponed, and then we were going to play it Friday. And then uh, and within 24 hours, it went from, you, you know, we're, we're in the middle of playoffs to it's over. And you're not going to get to see your players. You're not going to get to see anyone. Um, there's no closure. And um, I'm still struggling with that a little bit is to not have that opportunity to stand in the locker room at the end of the season and, and talk to your players and share with share with them how much you love them and and how much you you love the journey you know and the ups and downs of spending the last four months together it just boom um, I've been trying to stay in contact with the grade 12s uh, because for all of them they've just been robbed of their senior year of high school um, they don't know if they're going to get a grat. They don't know if they're going to get to celebrate. They don't get to be here every day with their friends. After slogging through grade 10 and 11, they finally have, have an opportunity to have a few spares in the schedule and more time to socialize. Um, and now all that's thrown up in the air. They're, they're looking forward to starting the next phase of their life. That's all gone right now. Right. What does next year look like for them? Uh, I can't imagine... Uh, how how horrible that is. Now, Mike, you uh, you were talking to me earlier, and we talked about this rant project that you did for your social tens and social twenties. Tell me a little bit about this project, what the background was behind it, and and kind of what the response was from kids. Well, I, I'm not sure how many people in Western Canada are familiar with Rick Mercer, but uh, I actually went to basketball camp with him when I was a little kid. No way. Terrible basketball player. <laughs> uh, fortunately, he grew into his head because he was literally an orange on a toothpick. His, <laughs> that's all I remember from him from basketball camp was that he was incredibly funny uh, and, and just a terrible basketball player. But uh, uh, Rick Mercer was part of This Hour Has 22 Minutes, which is a Canadian comedy show, and then uh, broke out and created his own Rick, Rick Mercer report. And uh, in it, he became famous for these rants where he would walk around and for a minute and a half, two minutes, rant about an issue uh, and just kind of uh, share his frustration with what was happening in Canada or in the world or how we were dealing with stuff. And um, I thought, as we moved online, what would be the first project I'd want to do with, with my social, social classes? And, um, you know, something that would be fun and interesting and engaging, but more importantly, give them an outlet. And so... I created a, a personal rant on how the COVID-19 and the coronavirus is affecting their lives, whether they think the government's doing too much or too little, um, and uh, what impact it's having on them personally, and asked them to go out and just videotape a 90-second rant and, uh, and then upload it. The rants have been hilarious. Lots of kids got into it. 
Um, but more importantly, it was just really cool for me as a teacher um, who I don't want to admit this, but I really miss my students. Um, coming to school every day and sitting in an empty classroom uh, feels like torture right now. So I will often just slip on one of those videos and watch my kids and, and, uh, and reconnect with my students. And, um, but uh, yeah, it's been really, really cool just to kind of uh, watch the students express their opinions, right? That's awesome. So we've got one of these right now. I think uh, let's, go, let's go ahead and have a listen. This is Kelsey Trainer. She talks a little bit about uh, the way that she feels robbed from, um, from having softball taken away, from having uh, even, even some other things in her, uh, <laughs> her outside life that she admits to. Yes, we have all heard of the coronavirus, but is the government overreacting and have they done enough? Oh, they've done enough, all right. Sure, shutting down schools is to stop the illness from spreading. But did they ever think about our, our mental health? Quarantine is going to make me crazy than I already am. Having nothing to look forward to every day gets boring really fast. Not being in school means no sports. Softball, the only thing that kept me busy in the springtime is now canceled. Thank you government for taking away my fun and making my life even more boring than it already was. And just when I thought things couldn't get worse, no casinos, come on. You're telling me I can't blow my money at the casinos every day? I'm just kidding. I don't go every day, but only on the weekends. <laughs> But in all seriousness, I think that as long as people are staying clean and not breathing in people's faces, we should be okay to go out and do the fun things that we usually do. Wash your hands, people. Now, Mike, I want to give you a chance. Your 90-second rant. Now, this is unprepared. <laughs> but if you could just, like, anything in the world right now, if you were doing a Rick Mercer-style rant, like, what do you got for me? You know, I think... Uh... My frustration would be uh, that we're still playing partisan politics, that governments are still pointing fingers at each other, that we're not being transparent with each other, that in, in an age where there's so much information, there's so much misinformation. Uh, and when I see people hoarding, when I see people uh, price gouging, when, when I see people hurting, it really bothers me. And I feel like we've reached a point where we can't watch the news anymore. It is just so negative. And I think that feeds into our psyche. And I think when we look at the world that we live in, I think we live in a very negative world, a very pessimistic world. And when we start trying to connect the dots between why is there so much anxiety and depression in the world? Why do teens have so much anxiety and depression? I think it's because we've created this world where you have to pick a side that we can't compromise anymore. We can't listen to somebody who has a different opinion and go, I disagree with you. It has to be, no, you're an idiot because you don't think the same way that I do. And that really bothers me. This should be a time where we're all coming together, where we're not left or right. We're not conservative or liberal. We're just all humans coming together in the condition of saying we need to look out for each other. Um, 
yesterday I was on the Some Good News Network, and I don't know if you've seen this, but if you haven't, go on to YouTube and, and search Some Good News. And it's John, uh, John Krasinski, uh, who played Jim on The Office, who uh, basically has decided that he put it out, out on social media for people to send him some good news stories. And he's just producing these little snippets of good news because he just feels like the world has become too negative. And I think that's what we need to focus in on. How are we supporting each other? How are we as neighbors and as a community and as families coming together to support each other? And I have to recognize and acknowledge someone like you who you know, got in on the ground floor and created that GoFundMe uh, uh, page for, for the Shear family. I've talked to Julia now a couple of times and we've traded emails and um, having lived through a, a home fire when I was a kid and losing everything, um, you know, my heart goes out to that family who, who have to deal with this. And this is what we've forgotten right now. There are people dealing with, with cancer right now. There are people that are dealing with health issues right now. There are people that are dealing with loss in their lives uh, that go beyond the coronavirus. And, and our whole lives seems to be, have been put on, on hold. And everything is just coronavirus, 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 negative, negative, negative. And um, I think we need to get back to laughing and loving uh, and understanding that we're all in this together. Mike, that's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with me, for sharing your thoughts with us. Uh, for everyone listening, um, you know, like... There's really a downside to everything that we don't have the personal connection that we had at one point. But I, I feel like as we take opportunities like this and reach out to each other and find out how people are doing, you really gain some insights that I don't know that we would have found any other way. So for today, Mike, Mike Hansen, thank you so much for, for being with us. Thank you, Jordan, for having me. All right. Thank you again, everyone, for tuning in to the Viral Buzz. Be sure to send us an email and tell us what you thought about the show. Feel free to tell us what we got right, what we got wrong, and what maybe you think we could do better. If there's any topics or things that you'd like to have covered on the show or questions that you'd like us to dive into, feel free to send that in an email to mhsviralbuzz at gmail.com. While you're at it, don't be afraid to subscribe to the show and hit that furthest right star and give us a review. That's it for now. Thanks for tuning in. You guys have a great week and we'll see you next Friday on The Viral Buzz.